Welcome to another episode of Barnes University Radio. It has been a busy, busy, busy week. Um, my phone couldn't even stay charged. Um, if you guys have been following the the Clowny Watch, you know things have ramped up ever since you know the tweet that I made back in mid August about um, it was pretty much imminent he'd be a Titan um, within a week or two. Um, it ended up being three weeks, and uh, you know a lot of people don't believe that you know that there was a source involved when it comes to me and um, pretty much mapping this whole thing out the whole way. You know the the, the tweet in mid August um, stating that he would be a Titan within that time frame. Um, if you guys um, know Jadavian Clowney, you know he's a mercurial um, and unpredictable. Um, and stubborn person, you know, to be frank. And uh, if you get information that comes across your desk that, you know, the majority of your follower, followers would, you know, like to hear, um, you know, you speak that, you share that information because you know that it's a, it, it can, you know, be an, an exciting moment for a fan base. Now, I was told initially it was going to be a week and a half um, I was going to say a month to cover myself, but, you know, honestly, you know, presenting that information and me not necessarily being a journalist, you know, I, I more so um, delve in and, and, you know, dwell in the player evaluation roster building side of it, of, of football. But when I got that information, I shared it and, and the way that I shared the information was the way that I heard it in the most layman terms possible. In retrospect, I probably should have said in a month to cover myself. But then again, most people would have said, well, that's easy to do. So, you know, you live and you learn when it, terms, when it comes to getting information like that. Um, a lot of people want to know the source. Um, I, I am at liberty to share. It was um, close acquaintance to the former agent and close of acquaintance to Clowney. Um, and I say it indirectly in the circle because it's not necessarily in the circle, um, especially making football decisions. So that's where I leave it at that. And those who truly know, they truly know. But let's give a rundown of the timeline and then we'll get to football. First two and a half minutes in this, I got to give you the breakdown. Hopefully you, you, your attention span is, um, you know, um, enough you know, it pays attention enough to, to follow through so far. But the timeline, mid-August, gave that information. Um, days later, let you guys know that there were four teams that were coming in aggressive. Patriots, Seahawks, um, who else? Colts and uh, Eagles, teams that were starting to make more pushes based on my um, the information I was getting from my source, making strong pushes and then um you know let you guys know Clowney's wish list which was the Cowboys Saints and then we later found out was the Ravens to some degree but that never really materialized and then days later people are like oh where's the where's the information it's a week it's been a week yada 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 not knowing that when you make any big decision in life nothing is definite in journalism so I don't know why there was such a big um, you know, 
thing for me personally. I guess it's because my brand is accuracy, but people don't act like I'm accurate. But for whatever reason, because my brand is to be accurate, it was this major thing. I stepped into the world journalism of it had to be this, that, and the third. Um, but when you get more information, it only makes sense to um, give people updates. But anyway, we're going to move forward with that. And then after that, um, we started getting information about the Saints, started getting information about the Browns, which, you know, I gave information to post it on my Assembling Titans, which will probably be changed to maybe Barnes University later, but Assembling Titan account. Um, and, you know, we, we got information about the Saints, Browns, Raiders, um, which that, that information is coming out now about who was the secret team, which um, people are saying the Browns. But people don't know that the Raiders was in on it, too. Um, And that'll come out later. But possibly. But um, that's kind of the update of all the things that's been going down, the things that I reported on, things that I let you guys know. It was reported by um, Brent Doherty that it was going to get done. um, What was it? Friday. I told you guys it wasn't going to get done Friday. I said it would get done Saturday between 2.30 and Sunday night. And it got done uh, Saturday around 6.30-ish, 7 p.m. So this whole time between me and Diana Rossini, you had guys like Benjamin Albright. You had other guys um, like Charles Robinson stating things that I've already said. It wasn't about the the, the total dollar amount because guess what? Base-wise, it's $12 million the same as... Uh, Yannick Ngagwe uh, basically agreed to with the Vikings. It was about the extras. How could I earn my money? It's about the um, the 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 ability to 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 max out this contract. Um, the guarantees was um, what the a top rusher got. It got all the way down to twelve million. But those incentives that he knows that he can reach he's going to bet on himself to push that thing to to 15 million which the day before it was um announced people were saying that it was 12 million i said according to my sources it's closer to or around 14 and a half so it ended up being 15 so um it's another thing that you got accurate information on um but yeah and then that's pretty much the fin. That's the final. I think Josina Anderson, the last tweet, said that um, it wasn't going to happen. He hadn't decided yet. And then I had to come and clarify and say that based on the time of the tweet, I can easily see why she might have posted that because it wasn't ink to paper yet. It was a gentleman's agreement. So I can understand why she didn't. She tweeted that. But. It, it was pretty much a done deal, you know. It, you know, his word um, was pretty much bond at that point, um, and that's when I stated it was around a one-year, fourteen and a half million. While everybody else with the blue checks and suits on, we're talking about twelve million. So, I, I probably the information I got around fourteen and a half was probably to give leeway, you know. Um, on the deal, you know, very well could have been when they gave me me the information. Very well, it could have been fourteen and a half at that point. Could have been an extra five hundred thousand, 
you know, just to sweeten it at the end. But anyway, you know, for the first seven or eight minutes, I wanted just, just to give a rundown on why, you know, um, there's a lot of these accounts within the Titans community that, um, be, I don't know, I don't know if it's because, you know, I do multiple things well, um, or it's because, um, they have an ego about breaking stories or they don't, I don't know what it is, but over the past years, I've been nothing but, you know, uh, try my best to be accurate, try my, try my best to, um, you know, creatively give the fans something entertaining as well as, you know, providing tangible solutions that actually, if I sat across from a general manager, that it would actually make sense to him and that he could also execute. I don't think anybody in in any type of team, um, anybody that covers any team or is an enthusiast for any team, for any team in the NFL, does the things that I do, whether it be NFL draft, um, when I put on my journalist hat, when I do, now I'm a writer, you know, my second piece writing, I got 2,500, you know, views in a small market, which at that time, I think I only had 400 followers. So it's like, there's a lot of envy within the Titans um, media and I don't, you know, because my, the people that support me as why do they blackball me, act like they don't know me. You know, I have to, I'm saying this more so for my fans who listen to this and, I, and I'm giving you guys a reasoning why more so than me defending myself or building up my resume. I'm giving you guys a reason. It's because the only thing that I can think of is because I'm doing things well in their field and they know that, you know, they might borrow some things from me and they know that, um, you know, once I ever, if I ever got access to the Titans, like they do, like they're going to practices, but for an example, they're literally going to practices. They're seeing these players play, but for, for, for instance, Cameron Batson made the team and the people that are going to practices found that surprising when before cuts were made, I did a piece talking about training camp underdogs and said that Cameron Batson wouldn't make the roster. So when you do stuff like that, you create envy because they went to these practices. All I'm doing is going off of um, the tape study that I've seen Cameron Batson play in the past and in preseason and in um, regular season games and knowing his psyche and, and the way that he plays the game and just noticing the connection that he has with the head coach Mike Vrabel and just putting together an article and these guys are there every day and still could not make that connection that can drive somebody crazy and that's what's going on it's pure envy um 11 minutes in let's get to the scheme fit that Jadavion Clowney is going to provide for the Tennessee Titans, which if you have paid attention to my podcast, um, I pretty much ironed that out as well as an article for Downtown Sports Network. Um, Clowney can play all positions. He can play wide nine, uh, which is way outside of the, or slightly outside of the offensive tackle on either side. And then he can bump into seven technique. Um, he can bump into five. He can bump into four I which is four interior, four inside, 
he can bump into the three technique but when you start moving him more inside it's more for stunts it's more for you know to as a diversion um to cause some sort of confusion or disruption um his, he's not necessarily an elite pass rusher in terms of having an assortment of moves but he has he has athleticism he has brute strength and he has a motor um and another thing that a lot of people um, may or may not catch on to like all of this what i'm saying i've been saying way before I, you know this isn't you know private knowledge about uh david Clowney, but i've been saying that he doesn't he's not your 15 sack guy he's not a chandler jones he's a disruptor he's gonna make everybody better on that defense he's gonna make harold landry better he's gonna make Daquan Jones better. He's going to make Jeffrey Simmons better. Uh, Vic Beasley, if he's healthy. Um, he's going to make Correa better. He's going to make everybody, the linebackers behind him better. Uh, Jayon Brown and Rashawn Evans. Um, uh, him getting to the quarterback and stuffing the run is going to give more pass opportunities. So the secondary is going to get better. All those guys. So that's what he does to uh, for defense. He just provides um, a defense with a lot of options a lot of multiple fronts, and uh, tenacious character. And on third downs, he knows that's money down. You can tell um, that he, he kicks it into high gear on those money downs. Um, and then that's just his personality. I mean, that's just what he provides, you know. Um, and then, you know, um, having a guy like that on your team, um, it's it's a it provides a certain amount of energy um, because it creates these splash plays and big plays and momentum plays. The only thing is, is, you know, obviously injuries. And since, you know, he hasn't had a team, Titans are going to really have to be careful with this, make sure they don't force him back too soon. And it's a situation, if he's not ready to go in terms of, um, you know, conditioning, you know, he might not, he, I think they might, you know, put tag him as a starter but his snaps might be low, but, you know, he's going to be in there on third down for sure. Um, so we just got to keep him healthy. Um, and then, you know, offensively while we're at it, um, I think offensively the starters, the Tennessee Titans are going to pick back up with where they left off. It might be a bit rusty, but it should pick back up close to um, how, how at least when they first started to start scoring points there in early November. Um it should be around that level of momentum, not necessarily Jacksonville at home momentum last year um, or te Houston Texans week 17 momentum. But, you know, maybe it's Chargers momentum, Buccaneers momentum where they're still scoring points. Um, but that defense is going to be a lot better. The only thing about this Tennessee Titans, a lot of people are calling Super Bowl now because their defense is style. I thought their defense was going to be top 10 without Clowney. Now they might be pushed into top five. Um, but the main thing is that that's different about the defense. What is the offense is the Tennessee Titans are one, you know, main guy getting injured away from, you know, this ship not going anywhere offensively. You know, if A.J. Brown goes down or Derrick Henry goes down or Ryan Tannehill goes down, you, know, you could even say John, John Smith, if he goes down, then you have a situation where, you know, you're going to be shuffling to find that type of dynamic production. You just don't have the depth on offense right now. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, an extremely unsettling feeling knowing that if Ryan Tannehill goes down, you got Logan Woodside who's never 
had that type of um, um, experience as a starting quarterback, and you know, consistently with a lot of weight on your shoulders because you know this team is expecting to go to that next step, which is the Super Bowl. And um, you know, Derrick Henry goes down. You're gonna give all that um, burden or, or or put the shoulders of the team on a rookie in Darrington Evans. You know, John Smith goes down. You're gonna put um, that responsibility on Michael Pruitt or you know Anthony Ferkser. If AJ Brown goes down, the broad receiver core is is a bit deep. It's deeper than it's been. Um, but AJ Brown goes down. Okay, Corey Davis steps up. Um, then you then you just basically pop up everybody. But then you got Corey Davis, Adam Humphreys. Khalif Raymond, and then if any of those guys go down, then you're really reeling. And we all know that throughout the season that you can make adjustments, you can make trades, you do have practice squad and six extra guys. Yes, you all have those available. So we don't know. We can't project what's going to happen. Well, most people can't. Um, you know, you can always have your emergency list and just seeing the value of guys, you know, during your own time and just you know, create a game plan and contingency from there. But, you know, it's very unsettling um, if an injury occurs. If it doesn't, then the Tennessee Titans, you know, I already think they're going to make the playoffs. It's just how far, you know, because the playoffs is sudden death. You know what I'm saying? It's one game at a time. You can have a great season and then a couple things go wrong in the playoffs and you're out. And, um, you know, you, you can say it's controllable, but a lot of times it comes down to, um, preparation and the type of players that you have, the psyche of your players, um, understanding their strengths and weaknesses and keeping them away from situations that, um, you know, highlight their weaknesses. If you put them in situations where that, that, that weakness is exposed, then, you know, you, you, you put yourself in a position to lose. Um, but it is what it is. That's the rundown on the clowny watch. I mean, I think me and Diana did an excellent job. I, and I'm not even, I mean, I think in terms of if you truly um, paid attention to some of my tweets um, throughout this whole process, you would have you would have been well informed of what people are talking about now. And that's that. And that goes for anything. Um, when I, especially when I start getting into my bag, when I start going into detail as Titans fans, if you're not subscribed to my YouTube, this podcast and always, you know, showing support and paying attention to my Twitter page. If you're not, you're going to be you're going to get information at the same time or on the same depth of everybody else. But if you start listening and paying attention to what I say, you're going to you're going to be light years ahead of the the average football fan and Titans fan because you're going to get information before it happens, not after it happens, before it occurs. And you're going to get it from a different angle. You're not going to get regurgitated information. You're going to usually get uh, original content. And that's why this is valuable. That's why Barnes University is valuable. So thanks for tuning in. It's going to be under 20 minutes. Guys, Thanks for your support, and let's get this thing rocking. More content coming. Barnes University website coming. It's love.